Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Roundabout the cauldron go. In the poisoned entrails throw, told that under cold stone, days and nights past thirty-one. Slouted venom sleeping got, boil thou first eye the charmed pot. Double, double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Green and Tara Brudge. Welcome to my nightmare. Oh, yes. <laughs> happy garden. <laughs> yeah, I won't. Uh, I won't have anyone saying that we haven't made any effort this week on the Happy Garden podcast. My name is Molly Green and a very, very warm welcome. And um, before we do anything, I suppose we ought to check if. Uh, if Darren ended up in the fire, yeah. uh, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> Only just about breathing. <laughs> Mrs. Darren let you live then. You live to do another oh, podcast. Only just. <laughs> I've got knives in my back. <laughs> If you were listening to the end of the last Happy Garden podcast, it, well, it was touch and go because, <laughs> well, because Mrs. Rudge was making a paella and... Um, I was just ordering <laughs> things. Or, ordering coffee, ordering dinner. <laughs> she, came, yeah, she came out sharpening the knives. Did you buy her a nice gift in the end? Oh, yes, of course, yeah. What did you get? Of chocolates. Oh, did you? Oh. <laughs> I hope Mrs. Rudge features a little bit later on. Nice. Is, she, is she in? Yeah, she's oh, in. Cool. She's, up, she's upstairs at the moment. Oh. She's just sneak past on her hands, hands and, and knees, knees. Yeah. trying not okay. to make a noise. <laughs> so uh, it is the Halloween special. We've got all sorts of spookiness coming up uh, on the Halloween special Happy Garden podcast. Ghouly jokes I've got on my sheet. <laughs> I think it, that's your department, is it? Yeah, I've got jokes about ghoulies. Okay. <laughs> 
Are we going down Darren's larder today? Uh, yes, we are. If you're looking a bit ghoulish, a bit sort of um, <laughs> fractured over the uh, years, then I've got a wonderful pump, pumpkin <laughs> face cream that you can actually try. You're looking fractured today, dear. <laughs> Would you like some pumpkin face cream? I'm going to rival you with your larder today. I thought we might go down uh, Molly's pickling parlour a little bit oh, later on. Mm, yes. Pickled pumpkin. Whoa, mm. Pickled pumpkin. Pickled pumpkin. Mm. And you are profiling some witches herbs today. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to profile a range of herbs. Herbs that you know, love and like. But what's the actual meaning of them? Why do witches use them? Mm, to kill people. Mm. Okay. Well... Necessarily. Or to fall in love. Love. Oh. Or if you've got an ailment or two. Yeah, yeah. Might be able to cure that um, throbbing toe. <laughs> I'm worried there. Uh, Mason astound with Andy Lound. He's looking at the history of pumpkins. And also, I've been asking people on the Facebook about this, Darren. Very much looking forward to your Shop Bought Roses special. How to get plants from Shop Bought Roses. Oh, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah, because I had um, a bunch, which I'll tell you about later on, which have shooted vigorously. And I thought, <laughs> I can't put them in the compost bin. Surely I can turn them into plants. So with Darren's help, you're going to do a bit of a masterclass a little bit later on, aren't you? Yeah. All right, right. <laughs> that'll be ace. All of this and more still to come <laughs> on, on The Happy Garden. Garden. You put your heating on yet? Yep. We got on very low, though. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, cold it's, today. It's, it's, it is chilly, isn't it? I'm not too bad in, in the in the living room with the dogs. and mm. You might hear them pattering around in the background. Though. I've put heated beds on for the cats. Oh, Putting lovely. cold clothes on this morning. I don't mean to moan before we even started the podcast, but cold clothes, man, I hate it. You can see why people <laughs> move to Spain. Darren, I, I took the liberty a little bit earlier on of having a look at the weather in Cairo because the Happy Garden podcast is really big in Cairo. <laughs> why wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. 31 degrees, and? sunny and a moderate breeze. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's to be chilly, isn't it? <laughs> I took the liberty of having a look because we're also quite big in Vietnam. Ho Chi Minh City... They have yeah. got thunderstorms today, highs of 32. Oh, well, there I you like go. It's know. expected. It's autumn. It's autumn. <laughs> 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 I'd like to know our global listeners what they're experiencing. The jobs of the week might not be applicable in, uh, in Cairo, but who knows. <laughs> By the way, any international <laughs> listeners, please do get in touch. We would love to hear from you. To get in touch with Molly or Darren, send them an email. Thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, hold a seance. <laughs> Happy Halloween from the Happy Garden Podcast. Now, here's something new, Darren. We'll be going down your larder in a little while to do pumpkin face cream. Yes. Would you like preliminarily to come into my pickling parlour? <laughs> I'm not laughing in the garden because I ain't been tickled. I'm going in the garden because I want to get pickled. It's Molly's Pickling Parlour. Good. Do you like what I've done with the place? <laughs> Few hay bales, <laughs> bit of bunting. Yee-haw! Partner, <laughs> we'll do the dosy do in a little while. But um, pickled, pickled pumpkin. How about that for your innards this week? Are you going to do? A, are you going to do a pumpkin? By the way, Dan? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely, yeah. All right. Well, how about this yeah. for the innards, then? So, just literally pickled pumpkin. All you're going to need is four cups of pumpkin, uh, diced, which will be about 500 grams, 1.1 pounds, two and a half cups of water, about 500 millilitres, Obviously, the vinegar for the pickling, which will be 8 to 10 tablespoons, about 150 millilitres, and half a cup of granulated sugar, which equates to about 100 grams. Now, for the spices, six cloves, four cardamom pods, which is my absolute favourite. I love cardamom. And a cinnamon stick as well you're going to need for this recipe. So all you'll need to do is pour vinegar into a large pan Add water, add the diced pumpkin, and uh, just as a little codicil here, if you want your pumpkin pieces to be softer, then you do have to sort of pre-boil them for about 20 minutes. But if you want a crunchier texture, let them soak in water and vinegar for about two hours, or you could soak them for up to overnight if you want in the fridge as well to get a crunchier texture. And all you need to do is add the sugar, the cloves, the cardamom, and the cinnamon sticks, the spices there, and bring them to a boil for about 20 minutes until they're soft. Transfer the pumpkin into sterilised jars and pour the liquid over. It is as simple as that. All you need to do is add one clove to each jar for a stronger flavour and then seal with the lids immediately. And airtight seal jars should last for about a month. It is literally that easy. And Darren, as we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, because we love free Christmas presents or next to nothing Christmas presents, how nice would that be to receive? A pickled pumpkin jar. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Let me just try and read the sarcasm in there. <laughs> have you tried pickled pumpkin? No. No? But I'm going to have a go at that. Yeah, it sounds nice, doesn't it? It sounds gorgeous. Apparently it's a perfect accompaniment to any meat... Uh, or as any sort of side dish to any dish, really. Pickled pumpkin. And anything mm. pickled, as we know, is very, very good for gut health. Mmm. A sarcastic mmm. Green tomatoes? Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I've still got some of them in the greenhouse. I don't know what to do with them. Chutney. <laughs> oh, God, should we do that next week as well? Yes, do oh, chutneys next week. Hang on! Put it in the diary. <laughs> It's Molly's Pickling Palette. <laughs> How about Toy of Trolls? Do you know I gave up the chance to star in Macbeth just so I could do these jobs of the week bits for Darren? Never mind. Happy Halloween, sweetie. Aww. Okay, folks. So... This ghoulish edition of jobs. Basically, you should now start to be able to get your hands on bare root trees and bare root shrubs. Okay, get them into the ground as soon as possible. If you can't, then heal them in. So dig a little trench and heal them into the soil. As long as the roots are kept moist, they'll be fine until you can actually get them into the ground and into their planting places for permanent positions. Plant those spring bulbs, folks. Get those into the ground. Remember, the rule of thumb is two and a half times the depth of the bulb itself and get them into the ground right now, you naughty, naughty people. <laughs> I love it that you tell... Whenever you mention bulbs, you tell everyone off. Love it. Just well, standard. You tell people to plant them and they don't. It's not like you. Oh, I knew. Really annoying me. Bring it back to me. Oh, do I? <laughs> do I really? 
I know it myself. <laughs> <laughs> this highest, this historic hyacinths dotted around the house. From you look in the mirror and tell yourself ten off. Ten years ago. <laughs> I do. I always lose bulbs. What are you doing, Darren? <laughs> what? See, see, I'm just babbling today, aren't I? <laughs> well, you're tired because um, oh, you had a Lord. mammoth. Where was your talk last? Oxford. Was your, Oxford last Oxford. night. Oxford. 170 mile an hour. Oh, 70 mile an oh, hour. You 170 <laughs> mile round trip. But stuck on the A34 just off the M40. Yeah. Because there's major roadworks, as the sign tells you. Which doesn't really help, the, the fact that you're sitting too late, there Luther. in major roadworks. Yeah. It's just too late, isn't it? Three quarters of an hour. I've just got to go two miles down the road. It took me three quarters of an hour last night. And then I didn't get in till half past twelve, quarters to one. Oh, the so witching was, hour. The witching hour. Were you, um, were you well received? I the, was. What was your the, talk? There was a lovely... Well, it was, it was a talk on new wave planting. Which is uh, you know about naturalism and na- and uh, natural planting mm. things like that's from Holland and it's been around since the nineteen eighties really Molly. Oh go on, um, what is it? Um, well, it's a it's it's a designer called Pete Aldorf, and it's a naturalistic style that basically tries to um, plant garden areas and open spaces using herbaceous perennials rather than trees and shrubs. Although sometimes trees and shrubs are mixed in. But if you went to the Olympic Park, folks, in 2012, then that scheme was totally and utterly on display because all of the planting was naturalistic. So there you go, and it's there to combat climate change. So it was a wonderful talk. Oh, that's talk. interesting. And were you, was your talk uh, sort of trying to relate that to front and back gardens, to try and yeah. to bring that design home? Yeah, totally and utterly. Oh. So, and talking about designers that are in the genre, um, people in this country that actually promote this. Oh, like who? Like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the obvious one, really, wasn't it? <laughs> like Noel Kingsbury, Juliet Sargent, um, Catherine Hetherington, Penelope Hobhouse, all those sorts of people. Mm. They're quite famous in their field, if you see what I did there. Um, and, um, Do you want one of these? Hang on, hang on. Yeah, go on. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> and and basically, you know, it's a style that we need to ad- adapt uh, and adopt because our plants need to adapt and we need to adopt this style because mm. it's better for wildlife. I have to send you some pictures, Molly. You'll yeah, love it. Do absolutely. You've seen it before. It's not not new, so uh, you'll love the style. It's absolutely gorgeous. You messaged me in the week and said you were going to send me another. Um... Was it a study? Was it a study? A study pack? Pack. Another study pack? Did I not do? Oh, that? sadly not. You must have forgotten. Oh well. Well, I'll, I'll send you yeah, it, right. it again. Yeah, more yeah. right. And it is a planting plan actually. Oh. So it's an assignment. So I do require this assignment to be done, and you will get two weeks to do this assignment. Oh. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> my response to that. A long time since I've done housework. Uh, I mean homework. <laughs> I mean homework. <laughs> And housework. Oh, which reminds me, uh, we've got to do a podcast room update. I've got soil all over the windowsill and I don't know what's going on. So we'll do that in a little while as well. I need your help with with plants. That'll be vine weevil. What, kicking soil out of plant pots? Yeah, it might be. You're kidding. I thought there must be a mouse in here. It probably will be. (laughs) There might be a mouse. Where? There on, on the, the stairs. stairs. <laughs> we'll do that in a little while. I've got a picture to send you. Um, Darren. Okay. Hello. 
What do you call a man with a stamp on his head? <laughs> I don't know. That'll be Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That is fantastic. Let's get to the Facebook and the email. Now, lots of people get in touch during the week. Uh, By the way, if you want to, here's how you can. Get interactive with Molly and Darren. You can email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com or search on social media for The Happy Garden Podcast. Alternatively, you could try using a medium, but if I was you, I'd try an extra large first. (laughs) Happy Halloween from The Happy Garden Podcast. Bless him. Oh, but we must, yes, we must thank Dean Roberts Lowe, if you're asking who I'm blessing. Dean Roberts Lowe, who's who's put all our production together today. He's great. Oh, Isn't he just great? Fantastic Deanage. So from Eileen, got a question for Darren Molly. I've got some pictures of three gooseberry bushes planted in January. There was a delay in planting them out and I didn't water them enough. There are some green leaves on two of the bushes and they do look dead. Is there... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. They do look... Dead. (laughs) Is there any chance of survival... Could they be hibernating? Uh, and should I prune? <laughs> oh, Eileen, I love you already. I, <laughs> I planted in a raised bed in my allotment in Quinton. Any advice? Muchly appreciated. Thanks very much, Eileen. I could only add one picture at a time, uh, at a time so I've added more below. Uh, but I forwarded you all three gooseberry bushes pictures, haven't I? You did, and I've had a look, Eileen, and unfortunately, I think uh, they've gone to the great gooseberry nursery in the sky. I, I think you need to start again, really, with them. And just make sure that they're well watered. And if you can't water on a regular basis, because gooseberries do actually like quite a bit of water, then mulch around the base. Put around about three inches of well-rotted compost or organic matter around the base of your goosegogs, folks, because that will keep water in the ground. And when they're in raised beds in particular, they can tend to dry out. So that's potentially what's happened here, unless you've had a catastrophic attack from a, a particular pest and you would be able to see that when you once you dig these out of the ground so it might well be vine weevil that's had a little munch on the base of your goosegogs but unfortunately they've probably gone to the great nursery in the sky oh darren oh Oh, eileen gooseberry crumble with ice cream Talking about food as yeah, well. Yeah, I am. Last week you were eating peanuts and I was fasting. Oh, I, yeah, I haven't got anything last week. I've still got them here. Look, what? <laughs> but do you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the... Um, oh. Have you got your phone on you? Yeah. Is it on? Yeah. Let me send you a picture of my oh. peanuts. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> now you tell me. Oh yeah, you should have that. Right. Has it Warning, come through? Allergy of nuts. <laughs> May contain nuts. <laughs> I bet it says nuts. that on the back, you know. What, what, what are you pointing Has at? Has it come through? Car- carbohydrate. Hang on, I want to see if it says warning may contain nuts because that'll really that'll make me laugh. Oh no, it does. It does. Allergy advice <laughs> may contain nuts. Love it. But anyway, the picture I've just sent you, look closely yeah. at the top. Big, bigify yeah. the picture and look closely at the top. Yeah. Has that or has that not been chewed by a mouse? There's teeth marks in it, Darren. Yes, definitely. Oh. You've definitely definitely got a mouse in that room. There is. <laughs> well, we might as well do the podcast room update. Now, firstly, um, 
Podcast room update. By the way, uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, my name's Molly. Hello. And I'm sat near Brum. And Darren, you're in the black country. I am. I'm in block switch. So we're not together. Let me send you another picture. Have you still got your phone on you? Yeah. Hang on. I took this earlier and I thought I've got to send Darren this. So, you know, at the the Malvern Autumn Show, uh, Canna were giving away loads of free seeds and yeah. glitter spinach and that sort of stuff. And I took some nasturtiums to grow. Okay. Okay, hang on. Let me send you this picture. Whoosh. <laughs> Have you got it? Have you got the picture yeah, of my nasturtiums? I've got that. <laughs> now, you can't tell me. That's a mouse. Is that a mouse? That is, yeah, definitely, yeah. Because nasturtium leaves are really, really... You can eat nasturtium leaves because they're, they're peppery. peppery. Yeah. So uh, that's what um, that mouse has had a really, really good rummage around in right. your pot. Gonna, in your pot. I'm sending you another, <laughs> I'm sending you another picture. Hang on. This is great, isn't it? This is, <laughs> this is excluding everyone just, listening. Just do the whole podcast <laughs> like this. Shall Wait, I've got to send you another picture. <laughs> Molly's pots. <laughs> right, have a look at that picture. Now, the soil kicked all over the windowsill. Oh, that's definitely mice. But there's no droppings in here. I looked a little yeah. bit earlier on. Well, I, I think that's mice. I really, really do. There, I can't I, see that being anything other than mice. Well, listen, next week on the podcast... Yeah. Should we do something on mice? Yeah, we'll do something on mice. Let's do that. Because, yep. I mean, oh, it is garden-related. They're coming in from the garden, and because it's autumn, they're looking for somewhere to hibernate, and they're looking for stores. I mean, my husband had his conkers away on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say they had my husband's conkers away on was Sunday. Like, was that painful? <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was dreadfully upset. Oh, we'll hear from him later, by the way, with the houseplant band. Um, but yeah, we'll do something on mice next week because there'll be lots of people listening, not those in Ho Chi Minh City or Cairo or Auckland, but there'll be a lot of people who have got mice coming in. So we'll. Um... Well, they might have mice. They might. Do they have mice in Cairo? Of course they do. <laughs> but not in the same way as us. I bet they're big. <laughs> <laughs> that with the tail. So we'll do, well, next week, let me write that down. What what podcast is it next week? Ten? Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'll sh- sh- tell you what I'll do, Darren. I'll put it in the diary. Oh, no. <laughs> I will. What date is it next week? What date is you it? You know, today? I almost came over today, and one of the things I would have done is smash them to bits. <laughs> okay, hang on. Where, what date are we today? 25th. 25th. So Are you next... thumbing through, licking your finger? I actually <laughs> did just lick my middle finger. So 25th is when there. Next 25th will be the 1st of November. <laughs> just old. All right, Darren. 1st of November, yeah? Not as old as you. Uh, <laughs> 1st of November, Wednesday. Now, now it's exciting on the 1st of November <laughs> next week. Why? Do you know why? <laughs> why? Because this time next week, you'll be sat here. Oh yes, oh, I'm coming exciting. to yours, aren't I? I thought you, back. I thought you meant it was St Swithin's Day or something. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Hang on, I'm putting this in the diary, Darren. No over here! Yeah. Exclamation. Over mark. there. Yeah. <laughs> Where on the stairs? There we are. So um, you're over this way anyway next week. What are you working? I am. Working, visiting? Yeah, got to go, got to go and see somebody in, in uh, where you live. <laughs> about a dog. <laughs> about a man about a dog and a garden. And we thought. <laughs> Well, uh, why not? We could get get the uh, 
the duo together. I haven't seen you for two or three weeks. Yeah. And you can yeah. come and collect some eggs. And T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> T-shirt is here. Hang on. Underneath the... <gasps> no! Sorry, that was really overdramatic. Are you but all right? <laughs> <laughs> we had a bilious attack. <laughs> Threw my neck back in laughter, but Hold I, for- me back. I forgot. I got no. I got a quick neck. I got a quick neck putting the cat in the car yesterday for the vets. Um, no, hang on. Backtrack. No, I tell you why I inhaled breath there because getting your t-shirt, which you said you'll collect next week, which was a yeah. lovely gift for you. Yeah. Oh. Oh gosh, there's so many things going on. Hang on, one thing at a time. So t-shirt here. Just went to reach for it in the um, thing, and there's some vegan caramel sea salt chocolate on top of the t-shirt, which has got a big hole in it. You've and then, definitely got a mouse. And then, do you know, let me send you another picture. Have you still got your phone by you? Yeah. Okay. Let me send this picture. So, do you remember when we got sent a gnome by Pat, M- Pat Mittool, was it? Pat yeah. Mittool. Yeah. Ivor Biggin. I can't remember what the gnome Ivor was called. Ivor Biggin. On top of the certificate for Ivor Biggin. <laughs> there we are. Oh, yeah, you should have that. Ooh. What's that's that? What's that then? Mouse. That's a dropping. That's a dropping. That's a dropping. There's a dropping on is. me chocolate. There's a dropping on your chocolate. <laughs> Molly has mice that make social commentary, folks. <laughs> How rude. Who and a nibble of that and thought, this is what I think of this. Well, I bet, let, me, let me open your T-shirt and see if it's got a hole in it. And better. Because this has been in here for about a month. This is a T-shirt that Demon Dave sent. Block switch Attenborough. No, it's all right. There's no, there's no holes. No, you're okay. You smell it. Hang on. No, you're all right. No, you're fine. Anyway, the crux of the matter is you're here. This time next week, you'll be sat here. Oh, I can wear it while we're doing yeah, the podcast. Can. I can put it on. I will warn you, and you know in the last podcast when we... Um, I was really busy last week and I didn't have time to edit all the foolery out of last week's podcast. I don't know if you noticed or not. <laughs> you might have, yeah, you might have. Um, that when I came back from the toilet, I happened to notice and I happened to remark on the fact it smells of we in here. Oh, no. Well, if I can just clarify, it's not mine. I was going to say. <laughs> I do have two 20-year-old cats. So just be warned, Darren, when you come here next week, you either have a show home or you have animals, and I have the well, latter. Okay, you okay. See. We've got dogs and, well, you, you know, tufts of hair float yeah. around the laminated floor yeah, quite often. You know, yeah. <laughs> Right, where are we? Sheep one. Sheep one. God, we haven't even finished sheep one. Oh, dear. Is that the kettle? Yeah, that's the kettle. Okay. End of sheep one. Here we go. Uh, Molly, Darren, could you do a swat or not on hoverflies soon? Some people may kill them because they look a little bit like wasps. The larvae look like maggots, so may also be squashed. And some larvae is in water and they look like maggots too. Very underrated insects. And that's Denise, brackets local person. Um, now, I did uh, email uh, Denise back and I said, because it's like the Halloween special today, um, that I would ask you maybe if we could do it next week as a swat or not on hoverflies? Well, we can do, yeah, no yeah. problem at all. And I agree totally and utterly. 
uh, with Denise. Uh, they are an underrated insect and do a lot for us in the garden, Denise. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we'll definitely do that next week. We should look after them. They're as good as ladybirds, let's put it like that. Mm. That's how much we need to look after them. There you are. Ooh, which reminds <laughs> me, did you see the video on Facebook about the ladybird in the studio? I did. Oh, oh I saved her. I saved her. Yeah. Done a couple of rescues this week. Yeah. Did I put the mussel? I didn't think. I don't think I put the mussels on the Happy Garden Podcast Facebook page. Did I? Uh, did I don't yeah, think yeah, I did. did. Did I? Oh, yeah, mm. I think so. Have you got admin rights, by the way, to the Happy no. Garden? No. Oh, why not? I don't know. Don't leave it all to me. <laughs> I'm no good with social media. You could invite me and give me admin do rights. Do I need to do that? Yeah, you do. Is that what I the problem is? I just thought you were ignoring me. No, no, I just thought you didn't <laughs> want to do it. No, I'm all right. If you if you invite me, I'll come in and I'll uh, I'll be an admin person. That's like a vampire. I didn't realise that's how it worked. <laughs> I had to invite you before you could be active. Oh, I'll do that this afternoon when we're finished. Yeah. Uh, I know I put it on my Facebook, though, Molly Green, Molly with an I-E uh, on Facebook, and that's because I got some mussels, Darren. I was in Morrison's. Yeah. Now, I always look at the reduced section. If you go into our Morrison's at 12.30... Uh, most things, there's a little section in the chiller aisle by the yogurts that's mostly 90% off. You can get salad bags for 8p, watercress and, you know, the like, 8p. Okay. So I normally buy it all for the chickens or... Anyway, there were some live mussels in there, live £1.74. So I bought them and very long story short, you'll see it on the Facebook, uh, my husband drove me to Clevedon near Western Super. Yeah, and we, we oh. released them into the sea. Oh. And you even waved them goodbye. I did. Oh, you've seen it. Have you seen it? I have, yeah. I watched it. <laughs> did you watch it? I did. <laughs> and then just, bye. Tra! And they were all sitting there going... <laughs> I don't have a muscle translation app. I don't know what they were saying, but I think they were grateful. I'm sure they were. Mm. They were either going to get boiled alive or thrown away. I couldn't let that happen, so I drove... Well, I sat in the passenger seat as they were driven to freedom. And also, yeah, when I did a, a cover shift at the BBC, there was a ladybird that flew into my face, so I got her off the ceiling with a Sunday supplement, and she's in the greenhouse now as well. Oh, It's wonderful. been a nice week. Well, you know, that lady has been reunited with her family, hasn't she? So well, I think she came from yeah. here in the first place. I think she was yeah. in my school bag. I think I took her to work. Along with a whole host of other creatures. Well, have you had anything come in? I mean, we're <laughs> going to talk about mice next week, but have you had anything come in your house this week? Spiders. Spiders. <laughs> the big ones, the Borises. And we must do a SWAT or not on spiders because um, yeah. it's really important that we don't SWAT them and we don't get rid of them because they are part, part and parcel of uh, our lifestyle, aren't they, spiders? And they are going to start to come into your, your uh, sheds and your houses now because it's starting to go cooler. And they're, uh, they're in for a bit of mating as well, aren't they, spiders, at this time of year? Well, that's what they're here for. <laughs> You've reminded me, shall I get in touch with Paul and try and get bug life on for next yeah, week and talk about house spiders? On. Talk about house spiders. Hang on. Because people should really understand the life cycle of a house spider. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Next week, you know. Those wind chimes are going to be gone. <laughs> oh, that's the point. If you're coming to my house, don't you dare break them. Hang on. Mice, Darren over here, Paul, bug life, spiders. Accidentally tread on them. You will not. <laughs> there we are. That's in the diary for next week, then, when you're here. I'm going to have to hide my wind chime. Well, it's really nice that you'll be sat here next week. Yeah, yeah I think it'd be good to get together, wouldn't it? Do you yeah. need any food? What time uh, you come in? What time? No, you... you've you've already got my coffee. Um... Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to he yeah, eat here well... in case you get Viles disease. Yeah. <laughs> I need Can't 
do. We can organise what time I turn up. I don't know. Well, if you want to do, if you want to do some lunch, we could do some lunch. We could have lunch on the podcast, couldn't we? Well, there's nothing worse than eating. No, we're not eating. <laughs> I'm not eating. I've got um, misophonia. If misophone, what have I got? What? What have I got? Misophobia. Misophonia. What have I got? What? what? Are you on you know. I've got um I've got crazy. my iPad here. No, it's not crazy. It crazy. It's a proper phobia. <laughs> it's a proper phobia. <clears throat> hang on. Is that a thing, a proper phobia? Miss Hang on. Miss O Misophonia. Hang on. Yeah, listen to that. I've probably I've probably had this since I was born. I just I can't remember what it was called. Misophonia is a disorder in which certain sounds trigger emotional or physiological responses. Yeah. Oh, she's heard of it. <laughs> Your wife is very funny. She's funnier than you, Darren. That was very funny. That Fear was of really your quick. Go on. What, what, really, what is it? <laughs> Misophonia is a disorder in which certain sounds trigger emotional or physiological response that some might perceive as unreasonable given the circumstance. Oh, God, this is so true. Those who have misophonia might describe it as when sounds drive you crazy. Their reactions can range from anger and annoyance to panic and the need to flee. It's all to do with eating. Now, should you sit here next week and eat, I would have the need to flee. Darren, I can't believe you've never heard of this. And it is literally not a joking matter. <laughs> Mouth noises, really? eating noises. Really? My poor husband. Oh. But this really? is a, this is a gardening podcast, so probably not the t- <laughs> not the medium to be getting into it. But there will be lots of people listening who have misophobia and misophonia. Sorry, misophonia. And it is it is horrendous. Do you think after all this will We'll be number 10 next week in the UK charts. <laughs> well, because we cover all topics. Covered <laughs> very little yeah. gardening so far. <laughs> Let's have a look at the charts. I bet, because um, we were number seven in the week, but I would imagine. Oh, no. Hang on, let's have a look. We've dropped. Terry, <laughs> <laughs> you are funny. Hang on. Here we go. I would imagine, because I'm having a look now, we were at number seven last week in the uh, podcast charts. I would imagine that gardening with the RHS doesn't, which Mm -hmm. is at number four, doesn't talk about, Mm -hmm. well, everything we talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine Gardener's Question Time that comes in at number two doesn't talk about everything we talk about. Smelling the wee. Smelling the wee. (laughs) Why women grow. (laughs) It's got to be good because it's at number six. Anyway, <coughs> we like to be um, <coughs> diverse, don't we? Right, shall we do your herb special? Yes. Have you got your herb special paperwork? I have, well, yes. Well, let's commence. A pinch of wolfsbane for witches brew, some deadly nightshade and henlock too, cyanide resides with poisoned bombs, there's magic in the garden, but something wicked this way comes. It's really scary. God, I'm frightened. I'm a bit frightened as well. Go. Right. Steeped in legends and lore, 
Herbs provide a physical link to the beliefs and practices of people through the ages. A common element amongst ancient worldviews was the belief in the supernatural agencies, benevolent and malevolent forms thought to control natural phenomena such as the weather, success or failure of crops and harvests, the abundance and absence of wildlife as well as the health and the prosperity of an individual family or a community. People turned to plants not only for food and medicines that alleviated pain and suffering but also as a means of connecting with the spiritual realm. When cooking with herms folks then you can influence your whole life so here's the significance of a few you may use in your daily cooking. Chamomile is one of the oldest known medicinal herbs. The Egyptians dedicated chamomile to their sun gods because the flower reminded them of the sun. It was associated with the god Ra for its healing powers and was used as a cure for ague, which is a form of malaria. It's believed that chamomile was used in the um, mummification process for its insect-repelling properties. Chamomile is supposed to have magical abilities to attract money. Old-time gamblers used to wash their hands uh, before playing cards in chamomile and throwing the dice. Chamomile tea is an old-fashioned remedy to calm nervousness and was was considered a preventative and uh, a soul-certain remedy for nightmares. Dill provides ultimate protection from witchcraft. If you think you have a spell cast uh, about to be cast on you, then eat and have dill growing in the garden around you. Fennel hanging over doorways will protect those dwelling inside from evil spirits. And fennel seeds inserted into keyholes is thought to protect the dwelling from ghosts. Steeping fennel into a tea can help with weight loss too. Lavender then has the ability to ease the nervous system, reduce stress and encourage a good night's sleep. Now we move on to lemon balm which reduces stress, promotes sleep and healthy appetites with lemon verbena uh, treating internal inflammations. Parsley, sage, rosemary and thyme are all ancient herbs used in witchcraft, giving remedies for baldness and silliness of mind in the case of parsley, taken for wealth in the case of sage and rosemary repelling nightmares but also uh, to inflame lovers ardor time finally then will promote good health and the stuffing of a pillow with time could prevent nightmares time was also used to communicate with fairy folk and even the dead so there's a few of those herbs and their significance so a pinch of this and a leaf of that can help or hinder your life in many, many ways if you believe in witchcraft folklore. <laughs>
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Another one off the Facebook, Darren. This is from Marcus. Molly, Darren. Darren. Yes. Darren. A, yes. a stark warning, Darren. An alert, yes. if you will. This is on the Facebook page. Uh, Marcus says, There I was, Molly and Darren, doing the greenhouse tidy, as instructed by Darren, whilst listening to the Happy Garden podcast. I was taking the last of the tomato foliage off in the hope that the few green tomatoes left might ripen before I threw away the actual plants. And then suddenly, dot, 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 silence. I could hear nothing. I checked my phone to see if the podcast had stopped or if my battery had uh, died on my phone. <laughs> Neither... I don't know what's so funny. Well, I do because I know the punchline. Neither had happened, Darren. <laughs> Can't be that funny. It is funny. As I held my phone aloft... Like he, man. I realised yes. it wasn't attached to anything. I'd pruned my headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> now that is funny. <laughs> Never wield secateurs whilst laughing. Lesson learned, Marcus. Well, hold on, Marcus. <laughs> there is a big lesson to learn oh, what's here. what's that then? A massive lesson to learn. Do not have dangly things when you've got your secateurs in your hand. <laughs> It all went quiet. Because you might just prune something off. <laughs> <laughs> That's at least fourteen ninety nine wasted. <laughs> I have something to admit to you as well. Oh, please. Uh, it relates to Marcus. Um, one of the podcasts, one of the earlier ones, yeah. um, I couldn't hear you and uh, you could hear me, but yeah. I couldn't hear you. Oh, yeah. And um, I was shouting, Molly, Molly, can't hear you, can't hear you, can't hear you. Yeah. OK, and you sent me another link, and uh, I realised I hadn't plugged my headphones in. <gasps> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. It's so easy to do, especially at our age, Darren. It is, though, isn't it? <laughs> And at the time, I thought, shall I own up or shall I not? And, you and didn't. I didn't. But now I've got it off my chest. I can sleep at you night. Can sleep. Your conscience is clear. <laughs> this house is clear. Every year it's there. The pumpkin with the scary stare and the pan of soup. 
tasteless orange glue. And every year we say, why don't we just throw the pulp away? Halloween, Halloween, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was that your husband playing the kazoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, he's a man it's of good, many talents, you know. He's good. And we, I was on we, backing. God, you know. Well, he's, he's a man of many talents, isn't he? He is a man when of many talents. When he can talents. play the gazoo there. <laughs> he can do a lot. And I mean, I think he's missed his vocation. Really, really well, did. Well, we can have him every week if you like. Yeah, yeah. Plant band. You know. Everyone and has a, a band. So. I think we'll, you know, we'll have a greatest hits before we know it. <laughs> Coming out at Christmas. <laughs> oh, talking of Christmas, um, a little bit later on, you're going to do your how to turn shop-bought cut flowers into plants, into bushes. What? Yeah. And I said this on the Facebook, what a perfect Christmas present. And yeah. free. So we'll do that very shortly. Yeah, no problem at Best all. price. Big money saving tip. Absolutely. <laughs> can I write in the diary next week? Well, you can, because you'll be actually sat in this room. Yeah. Great. So you can reach over to the diary. So for next week, mice. Yes. Green tomato chutney. Yes. Darren's over for lunch. Yes. Paul from Bug Life on spiders. Yes. yes. Hoverflies, sort or not. Yes. That's quite a packed show. That's a, that's a pretty packed show. Okay. Right now, <laughs> do you want to do Amaze and Astound with Andy Lound? Yes. Let's get Andy on. Give the people a break from this monotony. <laughs> Give the people a break from us. <laughs> Here's Andy. Hello, Molly and Darren. Yes, it is that time of year again. Halloween. I love Halloween. I get to dress up, decorate the garden with tombstones, trick-or-treat and horror movies. Of course, we have to talk about pumpkins. No, not a vegetable. It carries seeds, so it is a fruit. The pumpkin originated in North America about 9,000 years ago and along with other forms of squash was an important food staple to Native Americans. They would grow the squash along riverbanks next to maize and beans, a planting technique that was called the Three Sisters Method, which allowed the three crops to sustain each other. Corn served as the trellis upon which the beans could climb Beans were nourished by the sunlight and kept the corn stalks stable on windy days, while also nourishing their soil. And pumpkins sheltered the corn's shallow roots and prevented weeds from taking hold. The Wampanoag people of Massachusetts introduced pumpkins to the English pilgrims at Plymouth Colony, located in present-day Massachusetts. From there, it was introduced to Europe. In the United States, the carved pumpkin was first associated with the harvest season in general, long before it became an emblem of Halloween. The practice of carving jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween was brought to America by Irish immigrants. In their homeland, the Irish used to carve jack-o'-lanterns out of potatoes or turnips, but upon arrival in America, they began to use pumpkins instead because they were far easier to carve. The tradition of the jack-o'-lantern stems from an Irish legend about a man named Stingy Jack, who was a somewhat unpleasant character, famous for playing tricks on people. In parts of the United Kingdom, carving lanterns from the turnip, mangelwurzel or swede was common. Not until 1837 does jack-o'-lantern appear as a term for carved vegetable lantern in the United States. Its association with Halloween is not recorded till 1866. 
In 1900, an article on Thanksgiving Entertaining recommended a lit jack-o'-lantern as part of the festivities that encouraged kids and families to join together to make their own jack-o'-lanterns. Washington Irving's famous story of the Headless Horseman, which was written in Birmingham, involves a pumpkin being used as a horseman's head. More romantically, Cinderella's carriage is converted from a pumpkin, but I prefer the Irving story. Over 45 different varieties of pumpkin exist. They range in colour, including orange, red, yellow and green. There's even been a blue one since. In the USA alone, over 1.5 billion pounds of pumpkins are produced and globally 21 million tonnes are produced, 80% of which are sold in October. Every single part of a pumpkin is edible. The skin, leaves, flowers, pulps, seeds and stems. Nothing like pumpkin soup, pumpkin dip, roasted pumpkin. Fabulous on a cold night. Of course, there is pumpkin pie, a real delicacy. In Zimbabwe, the leaves are used as a side dish. Do not forget apples at Halloween and caramel corn, nuts and baked potatoes. Yes, it's a feast from the garden. Ah, Molly and Darren, I can't wait. The one night of the year when I go out in my usual clothes and no one notices. So, knock, 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 trick or treat. Get interactive with Molly and Darren. You can email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com or search on social media for The Happy Garden Podcast. Alternatively, you could try using a medium, but if I was you, I'd try an extra large first. <laughs> Happy Halloween from The Happy Garden Podcast. Again, off the uh, Facebook, Darren, my wife Carol and I love the Sunday slot. They listen to the uh, podcast on a Sunday. Very thankful for your advice, Darren, re her garden planters. A great start with veg. Me as a seven-year-old, my late grandfather used to keep geraniums uh, in his lean-to. And I'll never forget the smell. Just showed me how to take cuttings at the time. His favourite flowers were sweet peas. And this year I've done him proud by using pots and bean sticks. I'm sure he would be chuffed. Thank you, uh, Molly and Darren. And that's from Pedro. I think we've all got nostalgic memories, haven't we, of our grandparents teaching us to grow and the smells and... The smells that are associated with that. Yeah, I mean, it it, it, it just brings back those memories, doesn't yeah. it? You know, gardening with uh, your granddad and your 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 you know your your grandma and mm. whatever whatever you call pet names, Nana, whatever. New new, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's what plants are. I was talking to the uh, uh, the group last night about scent. Uh, in the garden oh, yeah. and how this brings back memories. Mm. Well, you know, one particular plant is called Viburnum bodden tensi dawn. It's a winter flower in Viburnum mm. and it has really, really heavily scented flowers in the winter. That's why it's called the winter flower in Viburnum. But it reminds me of my mum and every time I smell it, oh. it just reminds me of my mum's perfume. So oh. that's what plants mean to us. Yeah. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. really is great. Yeah. And I think all of us, when we do tomatoes every year, if you were lucky enough to have grandparents who had a greenhouse, you know, who yes. used to take you down to pick toms, yeah. when you rub those leaves down and then smell your fingers, it's just, it's just a whole history in a smell. Yeah, yeah, and it just takes you back, doesn't it? It really instantly. does. It does. Totally instantly, mm, yeah. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. Now, from, uh, from reminiscing, Darren, should we get on to a few... Hang on, hang on, wait a sec, wait a second. Ghoulish jokes... 
Oh, yes. <laughs> Why not? Now in the happy garden. It's about time for some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. Gotta say, Darren, you have really built yourself up for this week. I mean, you've you've been, you know, touting that you're the best for at least a couple of weeks on ghoulie jokes. So, uh, good luck. Mm. Well, here we go, then. If you break down in a car, OK, mm. and have a frog in the boot, what, what happens? Breakdown, frog, boot. Go on. You'll get towed away. Ha! <laughs> ah! I like. Yeah, I like. <laughs> What's a vampire's favourite fruit? A vampire fruit, favourite. Don't know. Nectarine. Nectarine. Good, Darren. Good. You're impressing me so far. Two. What's a vampire's favourite ice cream? Raspberry Rebel. Mm, I don't know. Vanilla. Va oh, Darren! Selling yourself today. What's a pumpkin's favourite film? Pumpkin favourite Don't know. Don't know. Pulp. Pulp. <laughs> Pulp fiction. <laughs> and finally, Pulp. for our ghoulish selection of jokes. <laughs> yes. Why do cemeteries have walls, fences and gates? Couldn't tell you. Because people are always dying to get in. Oh, Darren. Told you they were good. You did. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed because I've got one more joke to tell you. Hang on, where is it? It's on sheet one. Go on, then. Hang on, where's sheet one? Can't be as good as mine. No, it won't be. <laughs> what do you call a man with a boat on his head? <laughs> oh, no. Bob. Bob. <laughs> That's not ghoulish. I know, and it's not as good as yours either. I'm sorry. I, I'm selling head jokes, but they don't... Vanilla. <laughs> Vanilla. Very good, very good. Very good, Darren. If you ever want, I don't. Old enough to enjoy a good joke. If you want to send any jokes in, by the way, you would be more than welcome. Happy Garden Podcast, the Happy Garden Podcast, should I say, at gmail.com. Head jokes welcome. Any jokes always welcome. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Welcome to the Happy Garden. The Happy Garden. Come and have a forage through Darren's larder. I always say we want to be able to have a salad 365 days a year. So you're not you're not actually cooking this week, Darren. No. As such, you are bringing a soup son of ingredients together. Okay. So. If you're an old soul, a bit crusty, after centuries of haunting, how about revitalising your century-old fractured, battered skin with a pumpkin face mask? Itself is rather scary. Dead simple. Do you see what I did there to make? And you'll revitalise that scariness. Plus, you'll be using all bits you have around at Halloween. So here's the ingredients, folks. Half a cup of pumpkin puree, one full large banana, a quarter cup of raw cane sugar and two tablespoons of pumpkin seed butter. 
Now, how to prepare? Add all the ingredients to a blender and blend. Massage into the face and let it sit for around about 10 minutes before washing off. Do not let the sugar cane get near your eyes because that will sting. And it's as simple as that, folks. It will revitalise that fractured face and really increase that scariness. There it is. Pumpkin puree face mask. Easy, I like them. Easy, please. <laughs> so on to the bit that an awful lot of people, Darren, have been looking forward to on the Happy Garden podcast for this episode, and that is how to turn cut flowers into plants. I know you're going to do a masterclass because I had, and I've put it on the Facebook, a, a little picture. I had a beautiful bunch of flowers from Claire, roses specifically, which have budded so vigorously I cannot put them in the compost. They need to be saved. They need to be turned into bushes. And an awful lot of people have uh, got in touch on the Facebook page. For example, Christine has said, I always take side shoots of spray carnations and root them either in water or compost and then pot them up in several large pots. I've had lovely displays of flowers all summer. Uh, so people have been trying it. Darren, your masterclass. <laughs> Okay, so here we go then, folks. So if you buy cut flowers with decent stems, then yes, you can create cuttings. That's instantly what you're what you're doing. Um, what you've got to be careful of is how old that cutting material is. So when your flower comes in or your bunch of flowers comes in, it really, really is better if you can do this quickly rather than waiting for the flowers to fade. And we shouldn't really use flowering stems because that stem has actually um, put all its effort and growth into producing flowers. But of course, you've been bought a bunch of flowers. So it still will work, but they might be just slightly less vigorous than non-flowering stems. And what you're looking for is you're looking for a node, which is any growth point. It could be a bud or it could be a leaf joint. And if you can find a leaf joint or a bud, as in Molly's picture on the Facebook post that she popped on there, she put a lovely vase and you can see lots of leaves and you can see lots of buds. What you're looking for is you're looking to cut uh, with a clean cut, must be very, very clean. Uh, remember, hygiene is king here. We don't want any diseases actually uh, being brought into the process just because you haven't used a clean pair of secateurs or a knife. And then you make a cut approximately five millimetres or a quarter of an inch below that bud or that leaf joint. And what happens then is there's a growth hormone called auxin, which actually instigates the healing. Just like if you cut your hand, your blood rushes to that um, point and actually seals that, um, that cut and stops infection from getting in. Well, plants do exactly the same, but it's a growth hormone. This growth hormone called auxin, it seals the joint and then it produces a callus. And then there are what's called root initials that start to develop where that callus actually forms. Now, you can try and establish roots when once you've taken the cutting uh, in water. But my advice to you is to put them into a pot of cutting 
compost. Plants are meant to be grown in some sort of substrate, either a compost or in soil. Don't use garden soil, folks, because it's not as clean as compost, so we can't guarantee that there aren't pests and diseases in soil. So use some multi-purpose compost, mix 50% perlite, grit, or vermiculite into it, and you've got the cutting compost, and place five cuttings around the edge of the pot, and then pop a plastic bag over the top, and uh, pop it on a sunny windowsill. And within four to six weeks, you should have rooted cuttings that you can actually pot up and grow on. Now you can use this process for a whole host of things, like Molly's roses, pinks and carnations. In fact, most plants that you will buy as cut flowers, you can actually take cuttings that are around about four to six inches long, cut below a node, a leaf joint, or a bud, and then pop them into cutting compost, put a polythene bag over the top and pop them on a sunny windowsill. And you'll have cuttings rooted within four to six weeks. What a money-saving tip, Molly. What do you think about that? Absolutely fabulous. And historically, Darren, for years and years, you and I really advocate <laughs> free Christmas presents. But there is nothing nicer than if you've put love, joy, bit of knowledge into, into a plant or a cutting for a Christmas present. Nothing nicer. Well, it's your attention and your love that's yeah. gone into it, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, if you've propagated from a bunch of flowers that was given to you by a friend and you give that as a present back... What more could they want, really? I think that's lovely. Yeah, as Clara said on the Facebook, it's it's the present that keeps on giving. And of course, we I know nobody wants to mention the C word, but you and I are recording this on the 25th of October. It's not that far from Christmas. So we do have to start thinking about gifts. And yeah, instead of just going out and buying stuff, as Darren says, a bit of love, bit of attention, bit of care, bit of effort into a, a present, a present that will last can't get better than that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, folks, if you want us there to turn the Christmas lights on... Oh, well... <laughs> just thought I'd shoehorn that in, you know. Good segue, Darren. Just £100 for each of us. Now, yes, if you were listening to last week's podcast, there was a desperate play, which we'll reiterate. <laughs> Uh, so Darren and I don't get paid for this. We just do it for the love, don't we? But it really has to start bringing some spawns in. So we offered last week, didn't we, Darren, for a reach around behind your telly. We'll turn on your Christmas lights in your living room for 100 squid each. Yeah. Each. Yeah, and we'll do additional things. <laughs> Selfies. We'll make a speech. Make a speech. And yeah. Answer phone messages. 20 quid. Answer yeah. phone message. Definitely, yeah. Quid. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about a phone call a month for 35? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> you ring, you ring though, Darren. You ring. But you know, to come in your home, you will have to take a test and make sure that you For haven't what? got tinselitis. <laughs> okay. We don't want tinselitis, do we? <laughs> we don't want tinselitis. So yeah. So um, selfies. We'll eat them into pie with you. A phone call from Darren every month for thirty-five quid. Turn on your lights in your living room for hundred. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. It's that time again. Shall we find out what Halloween garden jobs Darren has for us? I do hope we get to do some Halloweeding. Do you get it? Oh, suit yourself. Okay then, folks. So check young trees are securely staked. Uh, wind rocking can seriously uh, damage roots as they uh, blow around in the wind. So they really need to be quite firm 
in the actual ground. Check all wall shrubs and climbers to ensure that they're firm in the ground as well and start to prune back things like climbing roses, rambling roses. Spring bulbs, as we said earlier, you naughty people, should have, have been planted. Bedding plants for your spring display should also be popped into your patio pots and your hanging baskets. And in colder and wetter areas, start to think about lifting dahlias, begonias and gladioli to protect them against wet weather and frosts. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much, Darren. I'm looking for some advice, please, from uh, you and Slash or Darren. I, su- I suspect it'll be you. Slash? Who's Slash? <laughs> Michael Jackson's guitarist. <laughs> we have, this is from Rachel, by the way. We have several bird feeders in our back garden that are popular with all the birds in the neighbourhood from blue tits right up to the wood pigeons, but unfortunately it's now being visited by rats. We're looking for a natural way to deter slash uh, repel the rats before the feeders become their favourite dinner too. We won't repel the birds, we don't want to use rat poison unless we have to, as we have pets. We've been told peppermint might repel the rats, but Google says it will also repel the birds. Is there anything Darren can think of that we can plant around the feeders to repel the rats but keep the birds Anything you can suggest would be more than helpful. Thanks and keep up the good work with the podcast. Thank you, Rachel. Now, <laughs> now this is a conversation. You start, Darren. Well, it's a really good question, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, you know, rats are a persistent pest if you if you treat them that way. And really, my, my answer to this, because Molly's going to come in here... Probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ..is not to try and deter them, really. I mean, it, it, unless you don't feed the birds. And you have to feed your birds, don't you? But can you be a bit more tidier in the garden rather than leading, leaving nut droppings all over the place? Uh, because the rats won't climb to, to get the food, but they will eat the food on the floor. So I think my answer to this would be just to be a little bit tidier in the garden and not to try and deter rats because they're only doing what they uh, what, what what will actually come naturally aren't they Molly and what was your answer to this well yeah you you know and you'll know if you've listened to us for years my personal view on this is that you can't put food out in your garden to attract all sorts of animals and then choose what to kill. No, it's very, very difficult. Yeah, it, it yeah. is just my personal opinion. And, and I know you agree with me as well Darren. Yes. And you know you can't be selective. Because if you try and stop the rats, something else will come in. Squirrels, yeah. for instance, will come in and take the nuts. So uh, how far down the track do we actually go, Molly? Yeah. This, gonna... is the, this is the issue, isn't it? Exactly. If you're going to put food out, you're going to get everything. We've had uh, <laughs> we've had many a laugh in the garden, uh, Darren, with um, the squiggles. I don't mind the squiggles. My husband feeds all the birds. There must be eight feeders out there, and of course we get mice and rats. We see them. We see them all the time. Um, but we, my husband does put WD forty and all Vaseline and all sorts on the on the big poles, and uh, you know we watch the squirrels slide back down. Bless them. <laughs> <laughs> but we have now because you can't stop the rats. We have. I mean, this has been a historic problem at our house. At night, the Fat balls, the feeders, they all go into metal sealed bins at night. So they are not out at night because rats are are normally out at night. Um, So during the day, I mean, we do see the odd one, but... It's husbandry, isn't it, Darren? If you you can have um, bottom feeders, you can have trays that sort of hang underneath your bird feeders to catch the detritus so it doesn't go on the floor. 
Basically, it's all about husbandry, isn't it? Yeah, it's just keeping it tidy if you can do. And, I mean, chicken mesh might might help if yeah. you just sort of, you know, just put some chicken mesh around the base of, of the feeders or where you think um, rats might be tracking across the garden. But to kill them is not the uh, not no. the right answer at all. No, so, no. Um, you know, and as Molly says, husbandry, keep it tidy, take the food away from them, they'll go elsewhere. If there's no food there for them, they'll go elsewhere. But you can't be selective as to what comes into your garden. But, Rachel, thank you ever so much for the question, lovely. And any questions, welcome to the Happy Garden Podcast. To get in touch with Molly or Darren, send them an email, thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, hold a seance. <laughs> Happy Halloween from the Happy Garden Podcast. Darren, I'm at the end of, um, am I? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think I'm at the end of all my sheets. Wow. We've only needed one toilet break. Don't know. What time is it? Three o'clock. How long has this taken? Three and a quarter hours. Has it really? (laughs) Yes. It's almost three o'clock. I know. What are you doing now? Well, I've got to go and see my optician at half past three. Oh. I wasn't meant to meet that contractor, but I haven't. Oh, so, do you so, need to ring him? No, he'll be all right. I'll no. phone him when we're done. Okay. So uh, he'll be fine. I can meet him tomorrow morning early. Do you need um, right. new spectaculars? Um, I've, I've got new specs, but they're not working for me, so I've got oh. to go back and tell them that uh, they're not working for me. Not working mm. in what way? I tried um, bifocals. Are they called bifocals? Very focals. Yeah, yeah very focals. Oh, yeah. awful. Felt yeah. like I was having yeah. a stroke. What's your uh, problem? At, at, at night, sometimes I get double vision, and it's the ocular apex, apparently. <laughs> Sorry, that's not my room. Yeah. In my lenses. Or is it your conscience <laughs> rearing its ugly head, Darren? Because I was born... I'm not just ignoring that. Okay. <laughs> As you were. I was born um, cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing funny about that. Nobody's That's true. laughing, Darren. That's true. <laughs> It makes you special. It does. It does I'm special. special. I was a special child. So anyway. you have to have one lens different to the other. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm short-sighted in one eye and long-sighted in the other. So optician, spectacular this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, um, and then I've got to prepare for teaching because I've got three days of teaching. Have you? Coming up. Yeah. I've got Thursday, Friday and Saturday to teach. Wow. So, our Dazzler, I guess we ought to finish our... Halloween Spectacular. I won't be able to use this button for 12 months. That's why I'm <laughs> overusing it. Hello? Shall I'm we sure do... you... I'm sure you'll find a way. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure as well. But shall we finish... With some jobs for the week ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so sorry, Taryn. Okay, jobs for the weekend. <laughs> oh, I say, how glorious. It's time to see how scary Darren's Halloween jobs of the week are. I do hope he plays with his pumpkins. Okay, if moss has been a problem in your lawns, folks, then treat it. You can treat moss, okay, but do remember that uh, chemical moss killers do also kill other things like wormies in the ground. So aerate and scarify, in other words, folks, and you can give that lawn a really good mow and just keep it under control. Tidy up those edges by giving them a little bit of a 
clip as well. Vegetables then, it's an ideal time to plant new fruit trees and bushes of all kinds in the garden and basically make sure you dig out uh, overground ready and prepared for your next vegetable crops to come. <laughs> Should we leave it there? Yeah, I think so. I've had enough now. It's going, it's going, it's going dark. <laughs> I think, um, I think... Our Halloween special has done very well, Darren. I'm very pleased with you. You may live. <laughs> Thank you. So we'll see you all next week then for the Happy Garden Podcast episode, what is it, nine? Nine? Right, Nearly into double figures. Yeah. This is the last time I'll get the diary out today. Okay, so next week, and you're over here, which will be exciting. I am. I'm coming to yours. I'm wondering what's going to be for lunch. Um, Perhaps one of Molly's pickling parlour things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, lunch aside, anyway, on the podcast, we will be doing mice coming into your home. <laughs> Swat or not, hoverflies. Uh, I might try and get in touch with Paul Hetherington, Rebug Life on spiders coming to your home for the autumn. I wish to look after them. Green tomato chutney. Is that um, a Molly's pickling parlour or is that Darren's larder? Either or. Oh, you can I have like it. Chutney. You know, yeah, so you, I'll, you I'll take do chutney. it. You can own that because it's disgusting. Okay. And we're no also problem. going to try and uh, call our uh, good friend Doreen as well on the burner phone. And if you want to, Wee. yay! If you want to be part of the Happy Garden podcast in the next episode, you would be more than welcome. All you have to do is get in touch. It's the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Or, of course, Facebook's galore. I'm Molly Green, Molly with an IE. Darren is Darren Rudge with all the things you'd expect. Or it is the Happy Garden Podcast as well. All of those have Facebook pages. And, of course, we've got our Instagram as well, the Happy Garden Podcast. So we look forward to hearing from you in the week. If you've got any questions for Darren or... Hints, tips, success stories. We'd love to hear from you. You've been listening to Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to get in touch with them, email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com or follow them on social media. Just search for The Happy Garden Podcast. Tune in next week for another edition. And as Molly Green would always say, Happy Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.